Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show, the RR Show, the best show on the internet, bringing you the hottest Reddit stories that we can find. Today, I've got some from a favorite subreddit of mine. I just wish it was a bit more active. R slash Tales from Techsport. So grab your tea and your popcorn and get ready as we jump in with our first story from the 123 King Reddit with the story Disasters Come in Threes or How Not to Install Solar Panels on a Public Building. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. It's 9am on a Sunday morning. The mood is jovial as the majority of the staff are out and there's a four-day weekend coming up. The workload's relatively light, with the majority of the tasks ahead revolving around the new CCTV system being installed around the building. Much of that is being done by contractors, so my workload for the next three days is largely configuring networks and patching cables. There's other work going on on site, including the installation of solar panels funded by one of the government's green schemes. The installation of such solar panels has, so far, gone smoothly. I'm not exactly in the mood for rushing around at this time in the morning. The kettle is on, the coffee is brewing, and I'm planning the day's workload and performing <clears throat> research on r slash tales from tech support. Suddenly, there's a crackling on the radio. Uh, King's boss, can you come out here for a sec? We've got an incident at the rear loading bay. My boss, King's boss and myself, because I'm nosy, came outside and to investigate the issue. Outside is a forklift truck. A lot of men in high-vis jackets scratching their heads and a significant amount of masonry piled on the floor, where no masonry should be. Reviewing the CCTV, it was clear what had happened. The forklift driver had his forks lowered too far down and had clipped the corner of our store cupboard. His spotters were caught in plain sight doing everything but spotting, and the forklift driver had just plowed into the building, unaware of the position of his forks. Thankfully, it was just a store cupboard and not another part of the building, and their insurance would cover it. I spend the rest of the week patching cables and configuring networks until Wednesday afternoon, 15.45, because it's always last thing on the last day of the week. A crackle comes across the radio. King Boss, can you, can you come out to the back of the building? Another incident has occurred. Now, this one is a doozy. As the contractors are lifting the panels to the roof of the multi-story building, the rigging holding them together gave way, and eight, that's eight, solar panels came crashing down. Scarily, these narrowly missed the foreman, who was quite shaken up. Sadly, whilst this area would have great CCTV coverage in a week's time, it wasn't currently configured on the server end, and we missed the whole calamity. The contractors tried to pay it off as a casual mistake, but two incidents in a week is just shocking, especially because they tried to cover it up and didn't report it. Suffice to say, the insurance premiums for these contractors are likely going up. We later sacked them as contractors and refused to let them on site. 
a great way to finish the three-day week. It's a week later, and it's time to plug these babies into the grid. This isn't as simple as plug it in and switch it on, and requires the electric company to reconfigure the substation. Therefore, there was a full power down of the site. We shut down switches and servers, office machines and desktops. Photocopiers shut down cleanly the full nine yards. We pulled a bit of overtime as the power would be out for the weekend for the electric company to complete their works. There was a few things we could live without, namely security systems and power for the kitchen freezers. Therefore, a generator was to be installed. Friday afternoon, it arrives and the technician is in the power distribution room with some chunky snacks plugging them into the building's main feed. He finishes up, we finish up, we go home for the weekend. Well, Monday morning comes around and the chef is in a panic. He's loading food into the freezers and picking up deliveries, getting ready for the week ahead. The bins are full of frozen food and I can't help but wonder why. Turns out when the electric company plugged the generator in, they hooked it up to the wrong circuit. Our conference rooms were lovely and air-conditioned at 19 degrees C, but the food, well, the food had all been defrosted, all 5,000 pounds worth. That was covered by insurance too. All right, swiftly moving on to our next story from Saint of Thieves. Let's not assume I know everything about your customer history. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you, and stay spooky. Thank you for calling blah blah blah. 
Hi, I want to test an interface change. I'm going to be doing that in our development environment. Okay, sounds good. Looking at the dev and production environments, I noticed they're on different versions. Production's on 22.277, but dev's on 22.227. So, an incremental difference? Yeah. So, what's the issue? What are you reporting? <sighs> what's the issue? I'm sorry, but yes, what's the issue? There's nothing inherently wrong with different versions in different environments. Well, we paid good money to you guys to upgrade from version 12. My company did a jump like Windows 3 to Windows 95, so so 12 is one version before 20. Oh, so we did your upgrade for you? Our customers often do their own upgrades, so assuming we did it for them wasn't a solid conclusion to jump to. And you're wondering why dev and prod are different? Yeah, thinking they might have wanted to lead with that. Okay, well, I'll need to ask the install team why there's a difference. Long story short, dev was upgraded in February. After testing was done, the OK was given for prod to be updated in April. In that time, an incremental release had gone out. So that's what was installed in production. The changes in the incremental release apparently weren't significant enough to have required further testing in their environment. Well, that was a short one, but this uh, next one looks like good fun. It's from Ancient Ice. When an idiot tries to use a production server to learn Unix. Okay, the backstory. I worked on a Windows help desk for a large company. The remote offices all used Linux servers to run their print and file servers, as well as their local applications. So the story, about 6.30 a.m., customer calls me up one day and says, my printer isn't working. We reply, sure, let me check the printer queue and see what's going on. We had a login to pull up a menu system to clear queues and a couple of other functions. When trying to clear the queue, it said I didn't have permission. I was given a command line login to do the same thing. Again, it told me I didn't have permission to clear the queue. So I walked over to the Unix admin who had just walked in. I explained the issue and he was surprised at this error. He logs into this server using root. For non-Unix people, it's like logging into Windows as an admin. When the Unix admin tries to clear the queue, Oh, you don't have permissions, I said. Oh, crap. There are way bigger issues going on than print queue. Oh, yeah, big time, I replied. I'll put a ticket over to your queue in a minute. In the investigation, it was found out someone on the application team used the root login to play around to learn Unix commands more. He did a chmod 777-r from the root directory. This changes every file and folder to read, write, and execute for user group and all. In other words, messing the entire server's folder permissions up so bad it cannot function. He didn't want to buy an old computer and just put Linux on it and learn, but instead used a production server to learn off of. The application team was given a different login to use that day and root was only used by Unix admin after that. The idiot who caused all of this was yelled at to an inch of his life and basically told if he made one more screw up, he would be canned. We were all shocked he wasn't fired. We think that was just because he's the only person that worked the graveyard shift and no one else ever wanted to work it. And that's the only thing that saved his job. 
worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.